0: Please leave your message. Hi, um, my name is Lisa, and I don't want my husband to know that I'm calling, but I feel like our relationship is coming to an end, and we never have sex anymore, and I've tried everything to make him want me, and it's just not happening. We used to have great sex all the time, but there's just, there's just like, nothing there anymore he says he just doesn't like it and i asked if he's sleeping with someone else i asked him what the problems are and he swears that he isn't seeing anybody he tries to explain it to me but he just ends up saying sorry but i'm just not feeling it and i look great i feel great and I can't understand why he just doesn't want me anymore. Please help.
1: This is Get It Up with your hosts. I'm Dr. Miles Spar,
2: men's health expert.
3: I'm Dr. Alex Pastishak, and I'm a dick doc. I'm Jason.
2: I know what you know, nothing about men's health. I'm gonna get the answers. I love it when people call and they give us their names because then I feel like this is real. Like Lisa's real. Yeah, she's human. You can make a connection. You can make a connection. She is really not making a connection with her husband.
3: I know, Something I, is tragically wrong. I feel. I feel bad, but let's let's talk about it because I think there's a lot we can do to help. Yeah, but I, here's here's the thing. It's very
2: one sided to me a little bit on this one because we're what with Lisa. From- a little bit, because we're coming at it from a guy's perspective. I mean, in fairness. So, if we're going to sit here and talk about a guy's perspective, I think it's important for us to represent a woman's perspective, because I have a feeling in my head already of what I would think his problem is, which is probably wrong, and I think it's very myopic. So, we asked producer Claire to find us somebody. Ooh. She found us a, a representative sample of all women. All women kind
3: in Marie. So, do we have seventy-five million women? Coming we together? have seventy-five
2: million women all represented in Marie, who's <laughs> sitting here with us. Hey, Marie. Hi. How are you? Good. It's awesome to have you here.
4: Thanks for having me.
2: This is. By the way, I should introduce you. This is Doctor P. This is Doctor Spar. Hi. Sparr. Hi. Hello. Uh, Hi. We have so call, many questions for you yeah. as our first woman representative on our podcast. We've never let a woman in this room. Well, Producer Claire comes in here, but she's not like a real woman. <laughs> No, no, that's totally wrong. I didn't mean to say it like that. She's like a tough, she's, she kicked my ass. <laughs> she would, she would. <laughs> she doesn't represent all women. She represents the toughest of the
3: toughest women. There, there's there's an XY scanner <laughs> at, uh, at the door and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's on one end of the scale. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, today is all about this concept
2: of, uh, you know, what Lisa's complaining about. She's basically saying, is it her? Is it him? Is it her? She's worried. You ever been in a situation where a guy has completely looked at you? And by the way, I have to say you are a beautiful woman. So let's just get that right out there right now because <laughs> it's important for everybody to understand that, you know, Lisa was trying to say in her voicemail that she is a looker and it's, she knows it's not because of that. So he doesn't have an interest. So what's up?
4: I mean, I've definitely been there.
2: Yeah. And where the um, guy literally looks at you and says, no, nah, I'm not, I don't want it.
4: No, it's not that it's not that it's, it's, um, You see kind of the anxiety and the frustration in the moment. And so I understand where both of them are coming from. I think I empathize probably with him as well as obviously her. Um, But if
2: you say to a guy, I want to have sex. Right. And and he's looking at you going, "Mm, not really. Or he goes to sleep and he's not even interested in having the conversation of going to bed, like whatever. And you're horny.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, like that doesn't piss you off?
4: Uh, Frustrates me more, more like, it doesn't really piss me off, but it's, it's more frustrating, especially when you kind of have, um, I don't want to say expectations, but, um, where you think something is going and then suddenly the moment's kind of over and you're like, what did I do wrong? So So I, I I get what she's saying.
3: Can you give us an example of a moment?
4: Um, sure. I, I mean, I was, you know, with somebody and, um, and uh everything was good and and we're making out and and there's oral and everything's going where i think it's supposed to be going and then he kind of just um stops
3: and and what happened
4: and it was he couldn't get it up And, and and i was like is something Dude, are, what's are, up? yeah are you are you okay? like did I do something? um
3: what did he say no, it's not you it's no
4: me. It, no he didn't say that he was just like uh didn't really say anything um uh, I'm, I'm just I think I, I just had a few I had a few too many whiskeys. okay and um and I'm, I'm, I think I'm just tired. I'm sorry. and so that was kind of the extent I was just like, okay, kind of a cliche answer too many whiskeys, literally
1: well, I think what you said at the beginning is really hits home with a lot of guys, where you said you just look at them, you see that anxiety right there in their face. And mm-hmm. I think that's behind a lot of this and a lot of these libido issues with guys. And then and erection issues. Yeah, certainly. Because sex is all about being in the moment. It's mm-hmm. not about being in your head. And as soon as you're in your head, that's it. It's all over. Right. So I think for guys, it's, it's to try and understand that... It can, there's a lot that contributes to libido and erections, libido being just sex drive itself. And that's what we wanna, I think, understand a little bit about. What can they do so that if their libido is suffering,
2: they can understand why that might be? Yeah, but this dude was, he was kind of, you're making out, right? right? You're saying like he's either giving you or you're giving him oral sex, something's up. Right. And then all of a sudden he's not there. So he had something going on,
4: right? It just seemed uh, like suddenly he did go kind of internal, and just you could see the frustration and and stress in his face. Like I'm failing. Like that's it was just that look of wow. failure. He's feeling like the worst. Yeah. Was he
2: by the way? Um, you know, was he taking any pills or anything? I mean, was there anything else going on? Not
4: that I knew of.
2: Yeah. No. I, you know, this is an issue and yeah. obviously it's probably behind a lot of these marriage issues that you hear about when guys are cheating and stuff because Lisa here is thinking, I mean, did, have you ever felt in this situation before where the guy is clearly not interested in you, he must be some interested in somebody else?
4: Um, that has crossed my mind that, that like, oh, wow, maybe um, he's not interested and um, yeah, maybe he's getting it somewhere else. For
3: well, sure. Let me ask you something just kind of flipping flipping things a little bit. Have you ever been in that situation where you're with a guy and, you know, and 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 all of a sudden you turn off or you're not quite there for some reason and 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 you know, can you walk us through that? Um you're always horny, I'm just, right? She's like, like,
4: going like, no, nope, that's I'm, never been I'm, a problem. I'm, I'm, like, I, I'm trying to think like when that's actually happened because if I if if I'm in the moment, I am like all in. What? Um, if I put myself in that situation, so I'm. Do you gonna... ever avoid
2: this? Okay, okay, but that's fine. But yeah. so you know, yeah. do you ever avoid the situation because you really genuinely don't want to have to do it? You um, don't want to have sex. You're like, eh, I like this guy, or I even love this guy, but mm, not interested. <laughs>
4: I'm literally trying I to like think yeah, This <laughs> is awesome. We just
2: <laughs> found the representation of all women. Women are always ready, no. always I ready.
4: Mean, I think I, I've been told I'm a little bit of an anomaly in that regard. So I, 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 right. I, 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 okay. I feel, I mean, there, there have been times where I've been out on you know dates with people and they definitely are trying to pursue things sexually yeah. and i am not into them yeah but that's more um, of a that's, personal that's thing, just so, more of a yeah. personal thing rather it's, it's than not like sort a, of
3: like a recurrent thing with any one particular guy or anything like that. no
4: no i mean i i typically if 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 the moment's right and we have the right you know chemistry and interaction going i i'm i don't stop
1: but is there less <laughs> so. of a Concern with performance for women, do you think? Because there's not that external barometer of erection versus no, no erection.
4: Right. I, I mean, f- for me, yeah. I mean, I don't think the pressure is obviously there. I think like as far as if somebody doesn't turn you on, you're not necessarily not to be too graphic, but I, we're, no, we're, go for it. We're, we're just no, friends. Like, is friends. No, it's like you don't get wet. But yeah. I mean, I've never been in a situation where I've been – in the bedroom and thinking, oh gosh, I don't want to do this. I mean, that in my, you know, in my adult life that that really hasn't happened. Have you Sorry. ever been
3: in a situation where you where you get wet physically but are not turned on mentally?
4: Um I don't, know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't thought about that before.
2: I just wonder though how often guys have this 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 thing where it's, you know, Maybe they have a libido for the moment, but they don't really feel a connection. Like how many guys you think, you know, they're 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 just not interested. They thought they were interested, but they just don't feel like there's a connection. It's like I could do I could have sex. Like I've been in this situation. I, I can have sex. Like I could do it. I could physically. I can I can fuck somebody, but I don't feel like I actually have any connection. And so it's not really that committed. And frankly, I'll be as hard as I have to be for a period of time. But you know, when it's done, I am done. But you well, know, I'm hearing a lot because of dating hookup sites.
1: I'm hearing a lot from guys about this, that half of them, it's awesome. They can hook up with as many partners as they want. And the way I learned in medical school, there are both men and women. Some people are more generally focused sexually in terms of libido, and some are more emotionally focused generally or emotionally focused in terms of libido. And we think of women as being all emotionally focused and men being all generally focused, but really men and women can be both. And so- for the guys that are generally focused, they love these hookup apps and they can hook up anytime with whoever they want. But the guys who are more emotionally focused
2: in terms of driving libido, they just feel like there's something wrong with them because yeah. they're not turned on. I, honestly, I, I see myself like that. I, I'm more emotional now. Look, could I get attracted physically to somebody? Yes. Like for you, right? So, like if you see a guy and you look at his dick and you're like, okay, I want that. Is that <laughs> is it that kind of a thing, or do you look at him and say, I just like your personality. You are you're 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 you're
4: awesome. Like I want you. Well. I think the personality has to definitely come before clothes have come off. So I mean, <laughs> okay, so you're, not you're not going for the hookup. Right. <laughs> I'm not going for the hookup, and I never have. I mean, I've been on when I, I you know, I've been on dating apps and you know, Match.com and Tinder when it first came out and and all that. And but it's kind of easy to weed through, especially on things like Tinder. Um, who's looking for what? You know, pretty immediately if they're just looking for.
2: All right. Okay. So you get past the idea that just socially you like the person. It's that's right. like, that's cool. But then it's physical. Is there, or is it physical? Do you, does, your, do you, does your libido get more excited because you look at this guy and go, I can't wait to get his ass naked. Like I, I want that.
4: No, I think it's, I think it is more personality and intellect and intellectual connection and an emotional connection until and then you find that- out
3: he has a micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's actually, let's actually step back a little bit and talk about people in relationships and this sort of, you know, you're together, you have a great sex life, you have a good, a great relationship. And then, you know, and then all of a sudden your partner starts backing away from that. Right. You know, so, I mean, is it libido? Is it him cheating on you? I mean, what's, what's, you know what's going on and and maybe maybe we can like peck away at that a little bit cuz libido is really complex right i mean it it's it's everything that we've talked about up until now um personality you know everything that goes on in your brain um you know and there's and there's the sort of you know neurochemical component and the physical component and how all those things come together and and, and you know I think our listeners might want to hear a little so bit more about libido? that. so what is libido? I mean do that yeah. what is libido? Yeah so we, we should just break drive. it down. Yes and part of it is very chemical and hormonal and that
1: relates to testosterone and estrogen and DHEA which is another male hormone and all these hormones that are helping boost sex drive. And then there are hormones like cortisol, which is like the anti-testosterone and absolutely lowers libido. And that's what I see. Cortisol is from stress, comes from your adrenal gland, and that's the fight or flight hormone. And to me, that's the number one issue I see among guys. And that's the anxiety that Marie mentioned that she saw right in that guy's face. And that's just going to ruin everything. And if you think about it, it makes sense evolutionarily. If a guy is in fight or flight mode, whether it's because he's a scared he's not going to get an erection or he's just stressed out about work
2: or a lion's chasing or,
1: well, that's Dinosaurs. the thing. The body can't tell the difference between being chased by a lion or a saber tooth tiger back in the day versus <laughs> stress about getting an erection. The chemical reaction in the body is, oh my God, get in fight or flight mode. Sympathetic nervous system kicks in. Cortisol gets produced from the adrenal gland and that makes the body not respond to testosterone. And again, it makes sense evolutionarily because that's telling the body, don't think about getting laid and making progeny, making babies that you can't protect you're in crisis. You need to just focus on survival.
2: Ah, all right. So then you end up with this you end up with this 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 counterbalance but then making libido. So Lisa said it. Maria is now talking about it. But how you know this guy that kind of shuts down on her or you know on Lisa, the caller? What happens? How do you how do you give that guy back?
3: Basically, his
2: I don't know is the wrong word, but it's mojo. Mojo. That's exactly right.
3: Yeah. So so le- let's also talk a little bit more about about the neurochemistry. You know, and just to pick up on what what Miles was talking about. So what what we know and we don't know everything is we need hormones. So testosterone. We need dopamine, right? Cause that's sort of feel good reward. We need oxytocin, which is cuddle, right? Um, there's an estrogenic component and, you know, and, and, and there's some stimulation that you need too, right? So all of those things can come together to drive this process, right? When you think about things that will enhance libido, like what you want to do is you want to maximize those positive hormones and you want to minimize the bad ones. And the bad ones are norepi and serotonin, right? You know, so testosterone is a big way to, to um, drive libido in both men and women. It's the major component in, in men, at least in terms of, you know, giving somebody back, giving a guy back something he's missing and, and raising libido. And this is the same thing in women. You know, we treat women with testosterone to help facilitate an improvement in libido we um, give women testosterone. Yeah, we give women testosterone. Women have testosterone too. They just have way less than guys. Got it. So
2: if you are a guy and you're suffering with a, a problem, a libido problem, there's a good chance you need testosterone.
3: There's 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 certainly a decent chance you need testosterone. Yeah. And this will bring back your libido in in many cases in the right guy, yeah. Uh-huh. And where is it? So okay. So
2: so Is there something that, I mean, so you can take testosterone, that's clearly an advantage, but if you're ending up in the situation where, you know, you're at least, you're on the other side of it, or you're in Marie's case here with this guy, and this is going on, how do you get a guy to acknowledge he's got a problem? Because that's really the fundamental problem. Right. Now, guys are very
1: reticent to go in and and admit that they're having a problem. They are nervous about it. They're embarrassed about it. And... They don't even talk to their partners about it. They don't admit to the partner. They say it's from the whiskey. Like this guy told Marie, as opposed to yeah, this you did. know, I'm. Can you imagine a guy saying, yeah, you know, lately I just haven't felt like myself. It's just not going <laughs> to so happen. I and then
2: when you, I mean, when you said so, this guy, let's call him Bill. I don't know. Okay. It's whatever. Okay. It doesn't matter. We'll call him Ho- Jorge. Um, <laughs> what? what uh, what's the? Because you just, you know, anyway, it's whatever. But it, you, you end up in this conversation, uh, you know, in this really uncomfortable place, really where he's saying, oh, yeah, it's the whiskey. So what do you, you know, did it happen multiple times?
4: Uh, with this particular person? Yeah. Only once. Yeah, because then you got rid of them. Well,
3: it was
2: complicated, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
3: l- let me ask you a question. So yeah. if you already kind of heard the guy side, but what's the women's side? So let's say, you know, let's say you notice the trend that you get with, that you kind of sort of want to get with guys, you know, or with your guy, but, like you lose interest quickly or, or you know basically you see sort of this thing happening to you I mean what would you do about it
4: it depends on I guess how how long the relationship is been going on for.
3: But, but let's say, let's say you, you have identified this in you as a problem, mm-hmm. right? I mean, are, are you going to sit there and sort of act like the guy, which is like, yeah, I have whiskey dick. Oh, like, no. no, I mean, no. what are you going to do about it?
4: No, I'm going to sit and talk to him and be like, you know, what's going on? You know, is it, is it, is it me? Did I do something? Um, and typically the answer is no, 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 it's not you. Um, and I say, well, have you talked to your doctor about it? Um, and then it's like I don't have a doctor. No. Yeah, right. right. No, well, I mean, I'm I, I have an appointment and my annual physical in a few months, and like kind of brushes it off. Um, but I I'm I have a very strong personality, um, so I've been told, and so I I push them to basically like you you need to talk to somebody, like, and we need to resolve this. Like, well, is that
1: what a woman would do? So let's, let's learn for women here. So yeah. if, if it was the tables were turned, mm-hmm. and he's really turned on and you're just like, God, you know, I really like him. am just not feeling it. It's just mm-hmm. not happening for me. What would you, and you noticed that that had been happening on a recurrent basis. What would you do? Would you go see somebody? Yeah,
4: I would. I mean, whether it's a start with a therapist or if you're already like seeing a therapist, for example, or if you, you know. Set up a, an appointment with your doctor. Um, I think both could be very helpful um, in figuring out what's going on. So, wow. so why
3: are you going to go see somebody and 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 I'm not or right. he's not? Like um, what, what's the difference?
4: I think I'm not. I'm not embarrassed to uh-huh. figure out. You know what's going on. I, I'm. I'm very solutions oriented, and I don't. So I don't know if it's it's a combination of a personality thing. Or um, guys I feel like just are too embarrassed. I mean, I, I've I've talked to my significant other about like, oh, do you talk to Paul about, you know, when they go to lunch about, you know, relationship? He's like, we don't talk about relationship stuff. And it's certainly not sex or penis right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah. Definitely not that. So right. if they're not even, you know, edging on to relationship things, they don't talk to their friends where I talk to not only a therapist or a doctor if there's an issue – I talk to my friends. I talk to my sister. You know, and everybody and, knows. And every everybody knows what's going on. It's close. Marie in has my a lip. problem.
3: <laughs> 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 All fifty thousand followers know. <laughs> <laughs> Jorge
4: was whiskey dick. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but that's
1: so fascinating. This is so fascinating and scary and sad. Yeah. This is like this. It's like the counterside to toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is toxic to women for a lot of the ways we've been hearing about, but it's also toxic to men because they feel like I don't need
2: help. I should be able to figure things out on my own. Right. This is really bad because it also is a harbinger for guys who are not demonstrating vulnerability. Right. And they're probably the same guys that are not going to the doctor anyway. Right. So- well, yeah. let me
1: tell you a quick story. Brene Brown, if any of you have heard of her, she's an yeah, amazing yeah, psychologist, mm-hmm. right? From Texas, PhD psychologist, writes all about women and vulnerability and shame. And she talks about how the antidote to shame is sharing your vulnerability and that whatever you're shameful about, whether it's some something you did or something you experienced or some trauma you experienced, if you share that and you open up your vulnerability about it, that sense of shame, which is so toxic and poisonous and harmful, dissipates. She talks about how she was doing a book signing and she had this woman there with her teenage daughter and her husband. And after the book signing, they come up and get their book signed. And the husband then hangs around after. And he's like, I want to talk to Dr. Brown. They said, oh, come on, honey. You just came to be with us. She's like a woman's person and you don't need to talk to her. He says, no, I have something to say to Dr. Brown. And they were like, oh, no, what's going on? <laughs> So he gets up there and she's used to all these fawning women, having their books signed, saying all nice things. And he's looking very stern and he says, how come you only study women? And she said, well, that's, you know, what I'm an expert in. And that's what I write about. He says, well, isn't that convenient? And she says, what are you talking about? He says, well, you write about how sharing vulnerability is antidote to shame. And then my daughter here and my wife tell me, oh, Papa and honey, you need to share what you're shameful about and that'll help everything. And he said, the only way I can describe the look on their face when I Discuss anything that I have shame about is a look of disgust. They'd rather have me die on my white horse than fall off of it.
2: That's the example mm. of perfect, toxic, toxic, toxic relationships because you're actually teaching guys it's not safe right. to be vulnerable. Right. And women like you, Marie, you mean that you
1: want him to share, but he sees a reflection in your face when he does share. Oh yeah, I'm not able to get it up. I don't know what's going on. I'm feeling weak. He sees you turn off. Right. I mean,
2: not to make you feel bad, but no. you did sort of like, dude, I want to have sex. Right. Isn't that, so what do we do about that? You know, it's, it's a big question. Well, how do you actually get a libido back though, where, you, so I don't know, is it two things? Can you kill your libido, I guess, because of emotional issues? I, I think the answer to that is much yes, yes, right? You already said it. Stress will be a killer, other performance anxiety issues, whatever. Um but so, you know, is it, a, is it a psychological thing? Is it more open communication? Is it giving women a chance to understand what guys are thinking about in their heads? I don't have the answer. It's all, it's all of the above. I think it is. It is. But in terms of being able to make sure that they're ready to go and giving them sort of the power of at least having that libido
3: active, there are things that they can do. Look, as a guy, I want to be welcomed by my partner and I don't want to be judged by my partner in bed, you know, okay. or in those intimate moments. And so what are the big judge things? Dick size? No, I mean, like, take, the, it situation, take, take the situation of that Marie described, right? I, I mean, I don't want my partner, like, if I go down or can't get it up, you know, or it doesn't last long enough, you know, I want to be able to come back, because I'm going to stress about it myself, right? That's sort of, let, let's just talk about ED for just a second, because, you know, there are physical causes and psychogenic causes, right? I mean, my penis works fine. But if I'm stressed out or if I have a situation where, you know, where I'm anxious, it's not going to work. And it becomes this sort of vicious spiral that goes down the drain if my partner doesn't support me in it. And if I continue to kind of access that situation in a way that makes me anxious. So I'll become more and more anxious. My dick's going to work less and less, right? So I want my partner to, I want to know that my partner is my backstop. So what do I need to do to show that? Well, I, I, they they don't need to look at me with scorn if I go down. They don't need to judge me negatively. I mean, I get it if a relationship is just getting started. Okay, I mean that's when the anxiety is at the high at, at its highest. You know, but if I'm you know married or in a you know m- monogamous relationship that I've been in for a long time, the last thing I need is for my loving partner to be like, "Dude, you're fucked up." <laughs> so what do you do? You take a pill? I mean, that's that's a band aid, right? I mean, it might it might get me through it. But, I mean, again, this is complex. Like, it's it, it, every situation is different. I I'm think, just giving you my example.
2: No, I, I think it's fair. But, look, I mean, from your, your perspective, Maria, I, I mean, Marie, this is the conversation that I guess you have in your head all the time. It's like you just assume that if you're feeling it, the guy's going to feel it. And if you have sex and it's good, you kind of go, all right, that's, that's a check-the-box thing. And then emotionally, if you keep building on that, things are good. But it's when something goes wrong, I mean, you know— do guys talk? I mean, can you actually have an open conversation? Will they talk about it? Do you think that you can get a guy to talk about it? In your experience, have you been able to get a guy to talk about it? (sighs)
4: That's, that's hard. It's, they're already anxious and stressed out. And I think, um, the defense mechanism goes up if you try to engage with them. And, and, and I've said, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Like, just give it a minute. Like, you know, let's just relax and let me know if there's anything I can do. Um, and, but usually at that point, it's, it's, it's not coming back. I think it's, it's once the ship has sunk, there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's You're not towing it to shore. right? But <laughs> I think,
1: I think what can I, I want to make sure men are equipped to do something about it. Yeah, I think when, a, totally. when a man gets into that situation, the partner, like Marie's saying, and Marie is a very sensitive person who I think would be able to do whatever she can think of, what tools she has. So I think it's incumbent upon the guy having the issue to have the kind of emotional maturity to say, you know, I'm having a moment, so let's just chill out for a minute or this is what I need from you. I think that's the biggest take-home is to tell guys... Say what you need in that moment. That would help, as opposed to just giving up and
2: judging yourself and spiraling down. But let's be really guy for a second. So let's make sure that I'm not going to fail. What is my toolkit? What can I actually do to make sure that I have a libido that is active, interested, and ready to perform? What are the things that I can take? We talked about testosterone. Yeah. So it may be that I'm, I'm a candidate for testosterone. Fair. 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 Talked about stress. Managing
1: stress doing something every day. That Is there helps. something I can take to help reduce stress? There are, but before starting to take something, it's much better to do something. It could be using one of these meditation apps like Headspace or Calm or 10% Happier. It could be prayer. It could be journaling. Just something every day. It could be
2: just some breath work where you just make sure you're not always in fight or flight mode because that's going to kill your libido. Fight or flight is the death of an erection. Right. And then what else? I mean, is there something, is there a, is there a pill or supplement or something I can take to to, to improve my libido? Well, we know diabetes kills, kills erections, right? So that's, and if you don't have erections,
1: that's going to affect your libido because you're already worried that you're not going to have an erection. So making sure that there isn't an issue with just blood sugar and heart disease and just getting checked out.
3: Okay, all right. Yeah. What else, Dr. P? Well, I, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head on most things, you know, and, and honestly, f- f- coming back to this kind of psychological part of it, you know, it's okay for guys to talk about their issues. They may not want to do it with each other. Although I would say, you know, I've got my friends that I talk, you know, I, I don't want to call it girl talk, right. But cause it's guy talk, but I'm vulnerable, you know? So, uh, I mean I think guys need to get used to not living in a, in their own little bubble and being hard-headed. Um, it's a difficult it's a difficult path for all of men to follow but uh, I mean that's that's the only way we're going to catch up to what women have done. I mean women have been talking about their problems forever and they're light years ahead of men in terms of treatment of their issues and you know and their lifespans. Like I mean for you know guys die younger than women. And there's no biological reason for that. Talking, vulnerability,
2: maybe testosterone, definitely stress reduction, better sleep, generally speaking, trying to be healthier and having an open relationship. All doable, whether or not you make the choice to do it, I suppose, but those are the doables. Perfect. Marie, good luck.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you it was
2: really great to have you here. And it was fun to actually hear the other perspective
4: once. Not a problem. Four once.
2: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we need to do that more than <laughs> once. We, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. I actually think that in this room,
3: it kind of, it brightened the room. A little estrogen helps. Yeah. yeah See, I think so. we all need Balance it. We all need <laughs> <laughs> estrogen. Yes.
1: All right. Yin and yang.
3: Thanks for listening to another episode of Get It Up we love to hear from you our listeners the best questions are the ones you've been thinking about but haven't asked so call us leave us a message maybe your question becomes the next episode 917-267-7631 that's 917-267-7631
1: this podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine nursing or other professional healthcare services No doctor-patient relationship is formed from listening to this podcast. The use of this information and the materials linked to in this podcast are at the user's own risk and are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.